The Branded Podcast with Robbie Fowler, episode 25, entitled Four Mistakes to Avoid When Hiring a Professional Web Designer or Website Firm. Welcome to the Brand Ed Podcast, the show that helps you position, pitch, and profit from your brand. I believe the chaos and confusion around what branding is, why it matters for your business, and how to translate your brand into profit leads to overspending on marketing, underperforming businesses, and overwhelmed leaders. Stay tuned to discover how to position your brand in the market, pitch your business with purpose, and profit from a life-giving brand that blesses you and your customers. Before we jump into today's topic, I wanted to let you know about a free masterclass training coming up Thursday, December 17th, 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central Time. It's called the exact wireframe outline you need for your consulting coaching or speaking website to get you hired. I'll tell you more about that at the end of this episode, but I want you to join me on that masterclass and get that wireframe outline so your website helps get you hired. Now let's jump into today's topic. Welcome to episode 25 of the podcast. We've been looking at your website. In the last several episodes, Because your website is so important to your business and to your brand, we've spent several episodes taking a look. And today we will will continue that as we think about that point in time in your business when you're going to hire out, hire a professional to help you design your website. This can be the first website you build, or maybe it's a website redesign for your business. Today's episode will relate whether you're a personal brand like a consultant or a coach or a author or speaker. That's where we've spent the past couple of episodes. But this also completely relates to you, whether you're like a nonprofit, whether you're a business, anytime you're considering hiring a website designer, then this this episode is going to be for you. Today, we're going to take a look at the four mistakes to avoid when hiring a professional web designer or website firm. So let's jump in. I've worked with websites for a long, long time. And so these mistakes I'm going to share with you today come from just my own experience being a web professional that someone might hire and also running my own business and uh, being involved in several businesses and nonprofits where this landed in my lap, hiring out a web professional or working with one in a a business context. So these mistakes, uh, I know firsthand, and I think if you'll track along with me, I can save you what took me years to learn. I can help you avoid these mistakes. Oftentimes, again, these were mistakes either maybe I made or these were mistakes made by a client before they came to me. This is like one of the reasons they 
came to me after making one of these mistakes. So let's jump in. Four mistakes. Let's start with mistake number one to avoid when hiring a professional web designer or website firm. Mistake number one is when you're unaware of the difference between what I call a pixel pusher and a pro. This is the first most common mistake is you just don't know the difference really between a pixel pusher and a pro. You're an expert at, at, at what you do. That's your, your business, your personal brand, your nonprofit, right? You have your area of expertise. And usually when you're turning to a website professional, a web designer or a website firm to help with your website, that's a clear indication that this is not in your wheelhouse. This is not, you know, right down the strike zone for you. And that's very, very common. And so it's also common to just be unaware of what is kind of the landscape out there when I start looking to hire someone to help me with my website. And th there, there are pixel pushers and there are pros. And I know because... In, in my own evolution since starting to work with clients and websites as early as 2001, a long time ago, I know my own business has evolved. And here's what a pixel pusher looks like. Here's here's what I call it. So, you know, in in back in the in the day, usually when you hired a professional to build a website, they would, you know, oftentimes mock something up in a program like Photoshop. And they would literally like, you know, design things and move pixels around. And that's in a lot of ways what you are hiring a web designer to do. The, the, the challenge becomes you're really in that scenario, you're really hiring that designer to, to basically use some software that you don't know how to use, right? To push some pixels around and make things look nice. So here is how this mistake shows up. You end up hiring a web designer or a website firm that says some version of this to you. Send me your stuff and I'll make it look great. Send me what you want. Tell me what you want and we'll design it for you. We'll make it look great, right? We'll do what you can't do because you don't know how to design websites. And in my opinion, what you're setting yourself up for is you're just really hiring someone that knows how to maybe write some code, maybe push some pixels around and design some things. And this gets into the, the real challenge is when you just go get that pixel pusher, there is a massive assumption be behind, hey, send me your stuff and I'll make it look fantastic, even if they can make it look amazing. And the massive assumption that's kind of baked into that pixel pusher what I call the pixel pusher approach is that you have the expertise to know what should be on that site, what should be on it, where it should be, how it should be um, organized. There's all there's all kinds of factors. And the classic, hey, send me your stuff and I'll make it look great, just puts a whole lot of weight and assumption that you're an expert in all of the strategy that goes behind great you know, profitable websites. And it's it's very unlikely that you that you have that expertise. In fact, I've been doing this uh, almost 20 years now. I can literally think 
of one person in 20 years, one client that I've worked with around websites that that this person, this individual, he just kind of intuitively got it. He would be the only one that would be anywhere near close to, hey, he could kind of scratch out and tell me what he wants. And I would know from, you know, my experience that, hey, that's that's a great strategy like that's going to work. Literally one out of 20 years that I didn't go, okay, I hear what you want, but I'm not sure that's really what you need. And that's the difference between a pixel pusher and a pro, right? A pixel pusher is kind of the, hey, you tell me what you want, I'll give it to you. Well, what you want and what you need are often two different things, particularly when it becomes uh, when it comes to websites, because uh, they are a unique beast. They are, again, not in most people's wheelhouse. And so this is kind of the dictation versus design, right? The pixel pusher says, just dictate what you want, right? And I'll type it up for you. Kind of the, the, the classic example versus, you know, t- tell me what you, what we're trying to accomplish and I can help use the website and design to accomplish that. That's when it just comes to design, that's one of the purposes of great design is the design itself helps accomplish something. Okay, so a pro, when you're when you're looking at how do I know if this is like a pixel pusher or a pro, here are some clues, right? A, a pro, a web design professional is whatever that title is, whether that's a web design firm or or whomever that is. They are, they should be, and it should be clear to you, they are a problem solver. That's in many, uh, you know, that's one of the main reasons you're paying them is to solve problems, not just push some pixels around or use some software you don't know how to use. Okay, so they should be able to, a pro should be able to include, like infuse business strategy, um, certainly your brand understanding your customer, knowing about um, user experience for, you know, your website visitor, how to organize your site and how that plays into your user's experience of your website and therefore your brand and your business. They, you know, have an awareness at least of copywriting and messaging, and they are actually thinking about and then Again, it shows up in the actual website. They're thinking about your future, the future of your business, not just the present, particularly the present for that web design pro or web design firm, not just their own future. Okay, that's those are the differences. A pixel pusher says, send me what you want. We'll make it look amazing. And they might make it look amazing, but that's baked with a huge assumption that you know what you need. A pro is a problem solver. And they'll be able to include and kind of infuse in into the, you know, the planning and the design of the website, you know, strategy and branding and, and who your customer is and in, in, in those pieces. So uh, one other thing, though, to be aware of when it comes to the pro, sometimes you'll get your, you know, you'll you'll. You'll be talking to a pro and you're like, okay, clearly this is not a pixel pusher. This is a pro. He or she really seems to know what they're doing. Maybe they've got some strong 
opinions on how things should be done. Just be aware of this, particularly someone who's heavy on the on the design side in particular. Be aware of the design snob who's a web designer who undervalues messaging and or copywriting. And the way you can tell is if they're talking a lot about the importance of design for for you, for your business and for your your website visitors, and they never mention the actual words on the page or the overall messaging or copywriting. Usually what you've got there is is a design snob who wants to pit design against like copywriting and messaging. And you'll find the same thing, unfortunately, sometimes on the copywriting end. You hire a copywriter that that thinks if you'll just pay me and let me, you know, might write the magical words. Really doesn't matter what design you throw around this. You know, all that matters are the words on the screen. Neither one of those is true. And you can find folks that would pit one against the other. So just be aware of the pro designer when you're looking for the for the pro web designer or website firm versus the pixel pusher. Be aware of the design snob, right? The reality is you want messaging, copywriting, and design all to work together. Together is better. It's not an either or equation, okay? So that's mistake number one. You're unaware of the difference between a pixel pusher and a pro and you end up hiring a pixel pusher. Sometimes that pixel pusher also, not always, but sometimes they're cheaper. And that's a reason to go, well, this one's quite a bit cheaper. Well, again, uh, you're going to get what you pay for. And, And I've just seen it time and time and time again. Okay, mistake number two. Mistake number two is you fall for the drug lord when you need a doctor. You're like, what? Okay, hang with me here. Mistake number two, you fall for the drug lord when you need a doctor. What in the world am I talking about? Well, a drug lord or a drug dealer, when you see them on the TV shows or the movies, right? They give you that free sample. This is how the business model works. I'm going to give you a free sample or a cheap sample so that I get you hooked so that you always have to come back to me. That's how a drug lord does business. And so and when it be, when it comes to website designs and professional website designers or website firms, uh, most of them, I, I don't think they're necessarily doing this maliciously like, you know, they're a, a seedy drug lord, but the effect is very similar. OK, so that's what a drug lord does. Hey, try a sample of this because you're going to get hooked and then you're going to come back to me over and over again. Okay, a doctor, the difference between a a drug lord and a doctor, you go see the doctor, right, when you want to get healed, when you want to get healthy, and their job is to get you back to health so that you can go on with life. That's the difference. A drug lord's like, take this, it will temporarily, you know, make you happy or think something's fixed, and then you'll have to come back to me over and over again. A doctor says, let's get you healed and healthy so that you can go on with life and not have to come back and see me. So don't fall for that web you know, designer or pro who is going to leave you with some sort of package or solution or end result where you're dependent on him or her or that firm. And it just happens so often. Like the very thing they pitch to you 
backs you in a corner. Like you're not going to have a choice but to have to call on them when you need something, keep them on retainer, et cetera, et cetera. I just see that over and over again. So just know the difference. You may want to do that and keep them on a retainer, but make sure that's your choice that you don't get backed in to that because they're suggesting something where there may be another alter, uh, you know, an alternative solution or even a better solution, but you don't know about it because they're just pitching this one thing and it's going to, again, paint you, you know, into the corner where you are dependent upon them, almost like a drug lord. Unfortunately, what I see is, again, usually not maliciously, but there are lots of web designers, professional web designers, website firms that are very, they just get a little short-sighted. They they really lack awareness and they lack empathy as to will, what, what I'm about to do for you, client, will this be manageable for you and your business? When I turn the keys over to you, are you going to be able to kind of take this thing and run? Is it really going to be able to sing for you? And you're going to, you know, you're going to be empowered to take this and go use it. Or again, am I kind of slapping on some handcuffs where now you're handcuffed to me? And this is something that you're going to get feel great about for the first couple of months you have it. And then once I kind of fade into the rearview mirror and I'm on to my next project as a web designer and, you know, you, you've paid the bill and it's three months down the road you kind of wake up and realize, oh man, I'm, this is confusing. I'm not sure how to tweak this, add this, change this, build upon this. Um, too many of those web design, pro- they just, they, they're not in touch with reality of when I turn this over, is this going to be confusing? Is this more, you know, more difficult, more technical than they can manage or handle? And I see that um, mistake, you know, over and over and over again. Oftentimes it shows up for me when a client has an existing website and they're coming for a redesign. Oftentimes what you'll hear is the last time we did this, we did it X number of years ago. We got a new website and it was great, but honestly, I haven't touched it in fill in the blank two years, three years or whatever. It's just too hard to mess with. That's what clients end up telling me, okay? That's because you wound up kind of going to a drug lord instead of a doctor, right? It, it it puts you in a position where you just couldn't, in reality, you could manage it and, and handle it and grow it along with your business on your own. So that's mistake number two. You fall for the drug lord when you really need a doctor, okay? Mistake number three to look out for when you're hiring a professional web designer or web design firm. Mistake number three is that you missed the warning signs in the proposal and the contract. Okay, there are often some pretty major tells, some warning signs. It's like a bad poker player that's showing you his or her hand. And so here's some of the mistakes I look for and that I see again over and over. Just looking at the proposal or the contract of the web design professional or website firm that says, hey, yes, here we're, you know, they submit a proposal or a contract. So watch out for some of these warning signs. If that contract or that proposal is just focusing on like, 
you know, for X amount of dollars, we're going to give you blank number of website pages or whatever. For, for me, that that's we're starting to get into major just kind of this is just a formula. You know, each page is going to cost me this much. This is the way the web designer's thinking, right? I'm going to farm this out to my subcontract this out to this one guy that that helps or gal that helps or whatever. That you know, I pay them X an hour. Okay, so we're going to do ten pages for blank dollars, and that becomes real formulaic. It does not take into account your business needs or whatever. It just dumb tries to dumb things down to, um, you know, here's what we're proposing: blank pages for blank dollars. Okay. So just be aware of that. Like, hopefully you know enough about your business to to know business is usually far more nuanced than that, than, you know, number of pages. Okay. The, another kind of sign or warning sign in that proposal or contract is, and this is just my opinion, um, th- there can be a good way to do this, but oftentimes I've always steered, I mean, I've done this for a long time and I, I have never had a packaged deal. Package meaning, you know, small website is 10 to 12 pages, medium website package or buy my large website package. Again, it goes back to that first mistake, the pixel pusher, that assumes that you kn- so much on your part that you know as the business owner, as the client, that assumes that you know how many pages you need to accomplish what your website needs to do or accomplish for your business. And again, in almost 20 years of doing this, this that has never been the case. The client doesn't know. They don't know. So those package deals, that's that's just at least a warning flag for me when I see that in a proposal or a contract. The reason is oftentimes the web designer, it's its more efficient for the designer or the pro, right? I'm giving you the pro's perspective. I'm peeling back the curtain a little bit. It's way more beneficial for me to say, hey, I'm going to run you through my formula because I can, I can crank it out faster and I fit your business and your needs. And if I'm a decent salesman, which I am, I can convince you that this is the package you need. Like, And if I was drawing something up from scratch, I would have landed here anyway. That can be true, but usually what ends up happening, they're taking your business and they're forcing it in their kind of prefab cookie cutter package or approach because, again, they're more efficient when they get you to do that. Okay, so just be aware of kind of those packages. Here's another big one I see a lot. Um, this this may be the the biggest tell of all, the one that I would suggest, you know, like turn and run fast. It's when you get that proposal or contract that has, now this is a new term I literally learned on uh, working with a client on some branding work uh, a couple of weeks ago. When you get a BOM, B-O-M, not B-O-M-B, B-O-M, okay? That is a bill of materials. So with, if you are a contractor, like a plumber, and you're working, you know, you've got a job coming up and you need to order your supplies, you need in the business, uh, in that industry, they call it a bill of materials. I need to know what to order from the plumbing supply store so that I don't get up, you know, get to the job site next Tuesday or whatever and wind up not having what I need because that wastes time and money, right? I get paid by getting the job done. If I'm a plumber, so I need a bill of materials. I need to know everything I need on site when I show up on Tuesday. 
So what happens in proposals and contracts often is you you get this kind of laundry list of just a description of deliverables. You will get a, you know, um, membership login page. You will get four store pages. You will get, and they just describe what you're going to get. What you want to be looking for, you want a web designer, a professional who's smart and intuitive enough and has listened to you enough as the client to say, here's what I'm proposing. And they propose to you benefits and results, not just a description of pages, you know, what what platform it's going to be on. We will build a WordPress site that's 10 pages that has these six pages in there and, you know, turn it over to you so that you can, you know, uh, manage it and and run with it. That's all just a description, okay? You want to be looking for, okay, and if I pay you for that, web design professional, what benefit do I get by choosing you and by you choosing that as the solution for me? How does that actually help me out? Okay, so here's a illustration to help with this. When I was uh, in grad school, uh, in in seminary, I was in a preaching class, and this got hammered into us over and over and over again. And it, it's the the professor would just made it abundantly clear: your job as the preacher is to interpret, not just describe. It's to interpret, not just describe. Like that's what you're getting paid for. That is your job. Don't just describe what any reader who's reading the same passage in the Bible in this example can already understand. Like all you did was describe what's already there. Your job is to see that and then actually make sense of it, interpret it. That's what you want to look for in that proposal, in that contract, is if we do, you know, provide these deliverables or whatever, like, is this going to make my maintenance easier, my cost go down, my uh, uh, ability to grow my store faster? Is it going to, um, you know, make it easier to get hired? Is it going to uh, increase my market share? Is it going to Uh, better position me to get in front of these ideal customers. There should be benefits like, hey, you're going to waste less time doing this. You're going to gain more time doing this. You're going to, um, you know, reduce this cost or workload. You're going to go get, look for not just a description, you're going to get A, B, C, D, but look for benefits. Another place you'll see this, it's like the difference between a good Apple TV or a good Apple advertisement on TV versus, you know, another typical tech solution or tech company. So any good Apple commercial on TV is going purely after benefit. They're not giving you the specs of the machine, right? Or the phone or the laptop. They're saying, if you'll get this, here's how your life will change. Okay. They're going after benefit, not just describing by this. And here are the specs, this amount of RAM, this processor. That's there on their site once you're at that level. But what they're initially presenting, what they're always including is is the 
the benefits or the results you're going to get. So look for that and look look for those warning signs in that contract or proposal. Because when they're pitching you just, hey, we're describing like in robot terms, you're going to get this. And they can't, if they can't tell you the benefits of why they're making those choices, um, you don't want them. That just means that's convenient for them oftentimes. Okay. Mistake number four, our last mistake. Look out for this one. It's when you pay and pray rather than plan with a purpose. When you just pay and then you pray. And I see this a lot. And it's when you hire that web design professional, right? And you're just praying that they are going to somehow magically figure out some things about your business or your brand or your customer that you don't actually know. When in reality, you just failed to have that plan in place to begin with. You want to, most of the time, you want to go to that web design professional or web design firm with several things already figured out, right? You want clarity around what your brand is, who your customer is. Again, go back and listen to the first episodes of this podcast. That's the radical uh, empathy brand framework. Those are the pieces you need to know if you're really going to take a really good web design professional and kind of set them free to go do what they do best. Okay. The pay and pray mistake is I don't really know what's going on or why my business isn't growing the way it should grow. I know our website's kind of out of date or, you know, I'm just not proud of it or I'm embarrassed by it or it doesn't have our latest product or service or whatever. So I don't know. I'll I'll pay you and I'll just pray that somehow it will magically fix the problems that I don't even know what the problems are yet. Okay, so don't pay and pray. That's when you fail to have business and brand clarity and strategy before you you go hire a web design pro. Okay, Uh, it's also, again, baked into the pay and pray plan is there's a a built in assumption. This happens all the time that you assume as the business owner. You assume the more you pay the better the website must be. And that is, it is not a direct relationship. Yes, there is a component of you get what you pay for. There's certainly some truth to that, but you can pay for a really amazing looking website. You can pay a lot of money and all it does is kind of put lipstick on your problem. It doesn't fix your problem. It just like dresses it up in a costume, but it's still a major problem. So don't assume that just, well, I went with the highest bid, so surely this is going to solve my problems. If you don't even know what those problems are, you don't have business strategy clarity, you don't have brand clarity, then don't don't pay and pray. Okay? In other words, don't skip the whole radical empathy brand framework. You need that in place Go back and listen to those first episodes or reach out. That's what I do. I help companies, brands, businesses, nonprofits. I help them position and pitch and profit from their brand by walking through that radical empathy brand framework, getting all clarity around all of those pieces, because that's what you use over and over and over again. In this example, like when you go hire a professional web designer or web design firm. 
Okay, so those are the four mistakes to avoid when hiring a professional web designer. Mistake number one, be aware of the difference between a pixel pusher and a pro. Mistake number two, don't fall for the drug lord. You need a doctor. Mistake number three, don't miss those warning signs in the proposal or the contract when they just describe some stuff they're going to give you, not the benefits or the results. And mistake number four, don't pay and pray rather than plan ahead of time with a purpose. Again, if you need help with that plan, like I don't even know what I, you know, what would be in that plan. What would I need to plan out before I do that? Reach out. I'd love to help you do that. Speaking of, I've got a webinar coming up, a live masterclass training coming up Thursday, December 17th, Thursday, December 17th. At 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, or 10 a.m. Pacific Time, right? So 1 Eastern, 12 Central. It's the exact wireframe outline that you need if you're a consultant or a coach or a speaker. It's the exact wireframe website kind of outline you need to get hired as a consultant, as a speaker, or as a coach. So join me for that free masterclass. Again, it's Thursday, December 12th. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Would love to have you sign up there and you're going to get in very non-technical terms, right? You can, you can understand this and go use it. The exact wireframe outline you need for your website if you're a coach or consultant or speaker who wants to get hired from the, from your website. And surely we do, right? We want our websites to be doing that for us. So I hope you'll join me for that free training. And if you know someone else who's like a consultant or a coach or a speaker or an author, uh, send send this to them. Let them know. You can find that at RobbieF.com, R-O-B-B-Y-F.com forward slash webinar. That's where the information is in the sign up page, RobbieF.com forward slash webinar. Again, put a link to that in the show notes, and I would love to see you there. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode. Hopefully, I'll see you Thursday on the free masterclass. Go and build a life-giving brand. 